on everybody? I'm AJ and I'm going to break down the main event between Jack Hermanson and Marvin Vittori taking place this upcoming Saturday here. Looking forward to the event. It was originally going to be Jack Hermanson versus Kevin Holland, but to my knowledge, Kevin Holland had tested positive for the coronavirus not too long ago. And as a result, uh, UFC needed to make a move similar to the Rafael Dos Anjos and Paul Felder situation. Um, a few weeks ago now where they needed somebody to step up and sure enough, Marvin Vittori was preparing for Jack Ray Sosa the following week for UFC 256 and he uh, was was willing to step in here. So uh, this is a highly anticipated middleweight fight, uh, much different stylistic matchup for Jack um, than the Kevin Holland fight. I think it's actually much, much different. And so I think it makes for, from a stylistic perspective, just very, very intriguing considering um, you know, this is a, a big step up for Marvin, but one that he could certainly pass here as of at the time of recording this here. He's actually the favorite here, a slight favorite, albeit uh, here at 4.40 p.m. Central Standard Time on Sunday, the 29th of November. So, yeah, this is a fun card, uh, similar to the last card we just had. I think that there's a lot of live underdogs here. Um, is there going to be the same amount that, you know, came through last week? I don't know, but I do definitely see the potential here. Uh, for this card than last card. And the reason for that is there's just a, a lot of like volatile high variance matchups and what makes them uh, that way from my perspective, at least is just a lot of uh, intangibles, lack of UFC uh, footage on some of these fighters, lack of UFC uh, experience. Um, and as a result, we're working with kind of a smaller sample size. We don't uh, get, you know, quite as good of a read as say comparing those fighters to say some fighters like just in the main event where we have a much larger sample size in the UFC yeah, some fighters that are younger and, you know, training at, training at different camps and whatnot are going to be making significant improvements on a fight to fight. But from a, a fundamental basis perspective, we kind of know uh, what we're getting out of these fighters, what their MOs are, what their, you know, stylistic strengths are and whatnot. Whereas some of these fighters here, uh, we've got some UFC debutants, you know, some fighters that, like I said, just not a whole lot of UFC experience, some guys coming off the contender series. So, um, you know, again, a high, highly volatile card, I would say, for those reasons. Uh, but nonetheless, it's another event that we have to look forward to. And uh, this is the third to last UFC event of 2020. We have this event, we have UFC 256, and we also have uh, a UFC Fight Night card on the 19th of December here. So let's finish the year strong. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, it it's very exciting that, uh, you know, it, it just feels like it went so fast. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if you feel the same way, but... Uh, just looking back, I still remember back in May when we weren't sure what was going to happen, or April rather, uh, you know, in terms of like the UFC, you know, what's been going on. It just, you know, to think of how far we've come is, is just really, uh, really just, you know, breathtaking, I guess, you know, to for lack of a better word. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to this and let's just dive right in. So... Like I mentioned off the top, this is a much different matchup for for Jack than than the Kevin Holland re, uh, one was, and the reason for that is, you know, I think that Vittori is the better grappler here. You know, obviously Jack is a very strong grappler; he's very strong in top position in terms of his positional control, his physical strength. Uh, he obviously has that uh, well-known ground and pound that he so likes to land. He's finished a lot of fights there, and we've seen him. He's been able to, you know, hold down strong, very strong, very credentialed submission grapplers in Hinaldo Jacare Sosa. And we saw just in his last fight against Kelvin Gastelum that he's dangerous off his back with those heel hook attempts. Kelvin Gastelum, not an easy guy to submit. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, and Jack pulled off the heel hook attempt there. The reason why I do think that Vittoria is the better overall grappler here is I just think he's a bit, well, uh, bit more well-versed in terms of 
his submission ability, a bit more crafty of a submission grappler, I'd say, of the two, uh, is Vittori, despite less submission uh, wins on his UFC resume of the two. I just think he could threaten a bit more from different positions. In terms of his positional control and scrambling ability, I actually think Vittori's a bit better there. Um, and if you want to, you know, I guess an example of it, um, just looking at his fight against Cesar Ferreira, Vittori was able to pass the guard of Ferreira, get mount on the very high-level Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu practitioner in Cesar Ferreira. And of course, that fight went to decision, but just seeing how, uh, you know, how he could threaten, how he could, you know, advance position and top position against uh, strong Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu practitioners, even if you want to go back to when Marvin was much younger in his second UFC fight, you know, able to threaten the, again, very credentialed, very strong Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu practitioner in Carlos Jr., almost get a stoppage there in round two and threaten uh, with submission attempts. So don't get me wrong, it's not like this wide um, you know, discrepancy in terms of who's the better grappler here. But I actually do think there was a wide discrepancy between, uh, you know, Jack and Kevin, you know, mainly because of physical strength and pure wrestling. Um, and also like if Jack were to get in top position on Holland, I actually thought he was, you know, pretty live to get a finish there, to be honest. But in this matchup against Vittori, who's a very strong grappler himself, uh, has shown, you know, good scrambling ability. I do think that uh, that could potentially give Jack fits. So, um, obviously that's not the end all be all in this matchup. There's a lot to uncover here, but, uh, that is, you know, the fundamental, uh, difference between breaking down this fight and say Jack's fight against Kevin Holland, because somebody might be looking at, well, you know, Jack was a big favorite against Kevin. And now we got Vittori in here stepping up on short notice who hasn't been as active as Kevin. Why are the odds the way they are? Well, um, as we'll get into, it's just a, a much tougher matchup for Jack Hermanson. One that he could still win, but one that is, don't get me wrong, much tougher, tougher for him on paper than the Kevin Holland one. Um, so obviously there's a lot to uncover here. So let's just get into the striking right away. In terms of the striking, I actually think Vittori's got a, a pretty significant boxing advantage here. I think he does much better with his defense in terms of slipping punches, uh, head movement, uh, keeping a high defensive guard, things like that. Just the, the much better offensive and defensive uh, boxers. Vittori, don't get me wrong, Jack could definitely hang with Marvin on the feet. He's uh, a bit longer in terms of his arm reach. Uh, Jack has a lot of mobile movement, but as we'll get into, he that kind of uh, slows down as the fight progresses. You know, his cardio uh, has shown to be, uh, you know, something that, you know, uh, definitely could could hold him back in certain fights. You know, we've seen him tire out as early as round one, referring to his fight against Jared Cannonier. Uh, we saw him slow down against Jacare Souza. Um, so, you know, while Jack's fresh, I definitely do think that he could compete with Marvin. But even in that sense, I do favor Marvin. I just think that the defense, the uh, overall better uh, and sharpness of his boxing skills should be able to prevail there. Jack is more varied of a striker. Um, he fights at a high tempo, as does Marvin. But uh, I'm going to actually favor uh, Marvin there because uh, I do think that he will be able to pressure Jack, get Jack against the fence, and be able to land those boxing combinations. So it's kind of like this, you know, Jack will have success at at kicking range because he he's just, again, the fighter that's more willing to throw the kicks, whereas Marvin up close in the boxing, I think it'll be him. Uh, that potentially does a lot of damage to Jack. Jack doesn't really do a good job in terms of his defense. He relies a lot on like his distance management, his length. He tends to drop his hands a lot after throwing uh, punches, leaving him open to being countered. Um, you know, we saw that a bit in the Jacare Souza fight. Jacare was able to hurt him too, not just the body, but also the head as well. Um, so that's definitely, th there's definitely some openings there for Vittori to exploit in the boxing. And so I actually edge Vittori in terms of the stand-up battle. He's actually a bit more durable of the two, I'd say. Jack doesn't have bad durability by any means. He's actually got durability on the good side, but Marvin is just so hard to hurt. Um, we, we've seen him go out there and brawl with guys, and he just doesn't seem to get hurt. I'm referring to his fight against uh, Amari Akhmedov. You know, we saw him 
uh, stand there with Israel. So his chin certainly checks out. He's never been knocked out. Uh, so durability, I would say, edges Marvin there as well. The cardio, this is where it's interesting. So again, another you know compelling element to the Holland fight was in the Holland fight, I was actually really confident in Jack because I thought that if Jack could get Holland down, he'd be able to basically rest in top position. But, you know, in this matchup against Marvin, I do think that Marvin is going to try and scramble from his back, really make Jack work for the takedowns. He's got much stronger takedown defenses, Marvin, compared to Holland. And that could potentially tax the cardio of Jack as the fight goes on. Don't get me wrong. Marvin doesn't have elite cardio by any means. We'll get into him in a moment. But um, that is another key fundamental difference between this matchup and the Kevin Holland one. Um, and again, I bring this up because, again, I want to go back to the point of, you know, it shouldn't be, uh, you know, I guess people, again, might be pointing back to those odds. You know, Jack was a big favorite against Kevin and now now he's not. So, again, I want to just bring that full circle here. So uh, going off that point, you know, we saw like if you make Jack work with the takedown defense and your get ups, just like we saw Jared Cannonier do, you can make him slow down. He just exerts a lot of energy does Jack. Um, it's not so much a cardio issue, like he doesn't have bad cardio, but it's just a cardio management issue. Um, it's not to say that his cardio is great, uh, but you just watch Jack. He is just so excessive with the movement, constantly moving on the feet, uh, constantly trying to muscle guys down with the takedowns. Even when he goes for submission attempts, he's really, really going for them there. That it almost, almost makes you think that if he didn't get these early guillotine chokes on, say, you know, Dave Branch or, or Jill Mearshart, what would he really have left if the fight went on? Now, granted, it doesn't matter because, you know, he obviously won those fights by submission at the time I'm referring to, but it kind of begs the question of these fighters that are so, more so, um, you know, um, I guess reliant on getting an early finish. What is their cardio like as the fight progresses? And in this matchup against Vittori, like I say, I would be pretty surprised, honestly, if one guy could really submit the other um, early, at least, you know, again, because Marvin is a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt. Again, he's got the proficient scrambling ability. He's very uh, competent in, again, the grappling realm overall. Uh, we've seen him threaten uh, from his back. If you want to go back to his UFC debut, we saw him, again, referring to the Cesar Ferreira fight. He could threaten with, uh, he could threaten very high-level Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu practitioners, as can Jack. Um so if Jack gets in top position on Marvin, I think he's largely going to be neutralized. Marvin should do a good job of, you know, defending intelligently, um, working his way back up to the feet, but not getting a uh, giving Jack a submission attempt opportunity, unless if Jack really just jumps on a guillotine or something. But even then, it seems like a bit of a stretch. Whereas if we see Marvin get on top of Jack, that's where it could get interesting here, because we've seen Jack finished um, on the ground more than once. Right. I mean, if you want to go back to early on in his career and. Granted, I think he's gotten better since then. But again, his matchup against Cesar Ferreira, um, you know, Cesar Ferreira was able to take Jack down, um, pass his guard and get the arm triangle choke. Granted, Jack, you know, fought very tough. He had good, like he did the answer the phone defense and and fought very tough. You could tell he just did not want to give up. Uh, but still, it was a, a susceptibility that he showed. Like, yeah, Jack is really strong in top position. And yet he can, you know, threaten with that guillotine choke from his back. But other than that, if you actually get Jack on his back, that's where you could kind of exploit him a little bit. If you want to go even to the Talos Latis fight, Latis was able to take him down. I know Granite Jack was dealing with the injury there in round two, uh, but Latis was able to mount him a couple times. He was able to uh, threaten with various submission attempts. Now, Granite Jack went on to win, and and you know he he got that that W under his belt and, and overcame adversity. But even if you want to go back to uh, you know the Jared Cannonier fight, you know Jared Cannonier actually dropped him with an uppercut. Uh, but what happened when Jack, you know, fell down? You know, he was just basically covering up um, and wasn't really grabbing a hold of Jared. Again, granted, he was hurt. But the times that we have seen Jack on his back, he hasn't exactly responded in 
in the same way, say like Vittori has, you know, when you see Vittori put on his back again, he's always scrambling. Um, he's good at, again, limiting damage. He's not getting, he's certainly not getting finished on his back in the UFC. Uh, that's a fact he's never been finished in, in his pro MMA career. So I actually think it'll be Marvin. That'll be more of a threat to, to Jack than vice versa. If say one guy gets in top position on the other. Um, so again, just to recap here quickly, striking, I, I, I do favor Marvin again. I just better defense, better boxing, crisper, faster hands. Um, and in terms of the pure grappling realm, though, Jack is a very strong grappler and he's very threatening in certain positions like the front headlock, um, or the, excuse me, going for, you know, grabbing hold of neck and going for that guillotine choke. Um, other than that, I do think that Marvin is the better pure grappler of the two. And then to address the cardio, like I say, again, Jack, his cardio isn't bad. He's one of these guys, like, even if he slows down, he will push through it, but he does still slow down. Um, as does Marvin, you know, Matt Marvin has slowed down in, in previous fights. Um, and that is part of the reason why Marvin isn't, you know, ex uh, is exactly so willing to, uh, pursue say 10 takedown attempts over the course of a three round fight. The, the most takedowns Marvin has actually landed in a three round fight and UFCstats.com actually backs this up is three. And it was against Vitor Miranda. So Marvin doesn't have exactly great cardio either. I mean, obviously if he did, he would be going, you know, pursuing takedown attempts more persistently. Now, granted, he could fight at a fairly high pace on the feet. He could push the tempo. He's, you know, somewhat of a pressure striker, but there's times when he's, you know, comfortable taking the center of the octagon. But uh, the point I'm trying to make here is, you know, while you could say that Marvin doesn't have great cardio, you could say Jack doesn't have great cardio. I think the cardio um, kind of neutralizes each other. I don't think it's so compelling in this fight, even though this is a short notice, you know, five round main event spot for Marvin. I, I don't think that the cardio here uh, will be all too compelling. Um, Though it could be for Jack, you know, if he's so desperate to get those takedown attempts, like say he was against Jacare, just really, really trying to get the fight to the ground because he doesn't like what he's seeing on the feet, just like the Jerry Cannonier fight. If he just keeps shooting telegraph takedown attempts, which that's another thing with Jack, he doesn't set up, set up his takedowns and he kind of shoots from far out. So I think that coupled with Marvin's just strong takedown defense in general will mean that the takedowns from Jack won't come easy. Whereas in the vice versa scenario, I do think that Marvin could get Jack down um, I do think that that could really tax the cardio of Jack um, and Marvin could potentially win down the stretch. So um, it is a matchup where, again, Marvin is stepping up here on short notice, but he is a young man that I do think the improvements that we see out of him on a fight to fight basis are say going to be more significant than Jack, who, again, is improving on a fight to fight basis. But when you look at Marvin's age, where he's at in his career, who he's training with, you know, Kings MMA, guys like uh, Calvin Gaslam, you know, Benil Darius, guys like that. Um, that really bodes well, I think, optically for, um, you know, Marvin's future. You know, I've always kind of thought that Marvin, and again, I'm not alone on this, and <laughs> a lot of people could, could, could attest to this, you know, he's kind of like the dark horse in the middleweight division. You know, he's this guy that, um, you know, hasn't fought a lot of top 15 guys, but he's fared well, you know, throughout his whole UFC career. You know, his issues throughout his fights, um, I'd say most compellingly are kind of like, um, again, the cardio has kind of hindered him some, but also like uh, the lack of optimal game planning. You know, the, say if you want to go back to the the, the Amari Akhmedov fight, just really wanting to brawl with Akhmedov, you know, wanting to kind of just stand and throw and fight that one to a draw, majority draw, one that Marvin could have won had he gotten Akhmedov down earlier. But again, that happened earlier on in his career. I think that, you know, stuff that can be worked on such as that can really improve as the guy's career progresses. Uh, whereas in the, on the Jack side, again, I do think that he's improving, uh, but it kind of remains to be seen, like what happens if you kind of put him on his back and keep him there. Obviously he's coming off that nice heel hook victory against Kelvin Gaslam. Um, but again, if he can't get that heel hook, then 
what exactly happens after that. We've seen um, he's gotten finished. He's gotten threatened. Um, and I do think that should Martin, Marvin get in top position on Jack, he actually will be a real threat uh, to finish here. So despite the step up in competition, you know, relative to his most recent opponent, uh, despite the short notice uh, for Marvin Vittori, despite this being a five-round fight instead of a three-round fight, I actually do side here uh, with the Italian dream, Marvin Vittori, um, and what uh, is a very highly anticipated uh, main event. You know, I do think that we could potentially see the winner of this fight uh, face Robert Whitaker, you know, or, or potentially, or Darren Hill, you know, um, obviously very, very compelling. And this is certainly a spot where, uh, obviously if Jack wins, that'll be great. Um, but if Marvin wins, you know, that'll really, uh, you know, boost him up the ladder really quick, beating a guy like Jack Hermanson. So, um, official pick is going to be Marvin Vittori and what, um, I think is personally going to be a really fun, uh, main event here. And that'll do it. Yeah. Um, appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, like I said, you know, just doing the main event here. Um, we'll go back to doing the full breakdowns in the future. Um, you know, fun card. We're coming off a card here where there was a lot of uh, underdogs that cashed. Um, and, and shout out to everybody that, that cashed bets on those underdogs. I'm sure that felt good. Um, and this is another card where personally there's uh, not to say the exact same thing will happen, but going into it, there are a lot of underdogs on this card. Uh, that are live, as is Jack. Again, even though I'm picking uh, Marvin to win, I do acknowledge that that Jack will be very game. Um, he can win this fight. There is a <clears throat> there is ways that Jack could win. Again, you know, keeping Marvin on the outside, leveraging that length. Maybe he uh, maybe he's able to get Marvin down. Maybe maybe this short notice does really affect Marvin. There are there are ways where, where uh, you know Jack can win. It's not exactly uh, one way traffic here, despite me picking uh, Vittori. So. Um, again, just one example, but there's a lot of examples of underdogs on this card where I do consider live uh, that can win their respective matchups. And as a result, I do think that we can maybe see uh, a lot of underdogs come through here as we did last week. So uh, that is it. Yeah, that'll wrap it up. Like I said, one event here uh, and then two more after UFC 256 and then the uh, UFC Fight Night event on December 19th. Um, and yeah, wishing you all well. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and uh, have a good one.